What really happened with your host, Mike Rivero? Because World War III is a really bad idea. Here is your host, Michael Rivero. Welcome to our show today. It is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023, the last day of the month here. And as usual, it's another very, very busy news day. We're going to try and get through as much of that as we can uh, uh, in, uh, before we open up the phone lines for your comments, questions, observations, and opinions. Mike is in our control room uh, taking care of business, and let's get right on into it. Uh, first of all, it is a very lovely day here in Santa Claus, Indiana. We're back to T-shirt weather. And uh, it does look like spring is uh, starting to spring around here. Same can't be said for much of the northern part of the United States. That winter storm olive really dropped a lot of snow and ice uh, blackouts uh, in California. Lake Arrowhead got six feet of snow in a single day, and that hasn't happened in decades, so gosh darn, that human-caused global warming. Now, today is the 30th anniversary of the start of the siege at Waco, when the... uh, BATF wanted some positive press, so they were going to go raid this church, uh, the Branch Davidians, and, uh, you know, get all those those gun nuts over there. And uh, the reason there were guns there, uh, the Branch Davidian compound uh, funded itself uh, by <clears throat> buying old used uh, firearms or broken firearms, repairing them, refurbishing them, and then reselling them at gun stores. This is Texas, after all. And... Uh, So the BATF, which had gotten a lot of very bad press, uh, you know, like kicking down the wrong door on raids and killing innocent people, uh, they wanted to stage a big spectacular raid, and they invited the press along, which was their big mistake, because one of the reporters called David Koresh and said, do you know the BATF is coming on over? And uh, Koresh said, well, yeah, but it's no big deal. I mean, uh, he and the local police used to go out target shooting together. And Koresh would bring the guns, the cops would bring the ammo, and they'd have a good old time out there. So when the BATF showed up, David Koresh opened the door uh, to say hello and let them in and was promptly shot. And uh, it went downhill from there, ending in that fiery inferno uh, and the... uh, the uh, the gas, uh, the CS gas that was poured in on them uh, to basically kill them all and get rid of inconvenient wit- uh, witnesses. Speaking of poisonous compounds, getting on back to the uh, uh, the uh, uh, situation uh, in Ohio, uh, it turns out that the EPA, even though they are now uh, uh, supposedly taking over waste disposal, uh, they're still not testing for certain chemical compounds. They're, they're out there testing for the ones that they think are going to be low, uh, but the EPA is not testing for dioxins, okay, and uh, EPA Region 5 Administrator Deborah Shore said Monday the agency would not test for dioxins, which are groups of toxic chemical compounds at the current time, according to WKBN, and of course, that is the most serious toxic compound to come out of setting all of that material on fire to try and get it out of the way. Meanwhile, the official story is, you know, there's nothing wrong over there. You know, the water's fine, the air is fine, the soil is fine. You, you can go on buying uh, the uh, farming produce produced on those lands and so forth and so on. Meanwhile, the East Palestine residents are continuing to complain of serious health problems, uh, painful breathing, rashes, uh, weakness. One healthcare worker called it chemical bronchitis. And uh, local healthcare workers are seeing a surge of people from East Palestine uh, that th- say they're just not feeling well. Okay, and some East Palestine residents said that when they leave the town, they begin to feel better, but when they return back home, they start feeling sick again. Okay, and. Uh, Basically, East Palestine, uh, uh, you know, they've had these national celebrities stopping off to get the photo ops and so forth and so on. Uh, But the New York Post actually ran a great investigative report this past weekend that is getting a lot of attention in the independent media. Certainly the corporate media is not touching it. They interviewed a bunch of local residents and uh, they just collected all these stories uh, of, uh, uh, you know, people. Uh, One of the most tragic was this uh, lifelong resident uh, who was trying to clean the chemical contam- contamination out of her home uh, and wound up having to go to a hotel 
because she just couldn't stand being in her own home anymore. And uh, meanwhile, we have a food industry insider is saying that there will be contaminated crops following the Ohio environmental disaster. Plants tend to draw things up into themselves from the soil, uh, and that includes uh, materials that you don't want in your uh, stomach at all. And uh, this is beginning to remind me of a disaster. We talked about it briefly before, and uh, this was over at um, a town in Missouri, uh, something beach, I forgot the name of it. And there was this horrible situation where uh, the town hired this contractor, Russell Bliss, to come up with something to spray on the dirt roads to keep the dust down. And Russell Bliss had also gotten a contract uh, to uh, dispose of dioxin waste that had built up from a chemical manufacturing company in the area. So he just mixed the dioxin in with heavy oil, spread it on the roads. Everything was fine until there was a flood uh, that drove that oil and dioxin mess into the town, which was ultimately evacuated, and it has remained empty to this very day. Now, we mentioned this before. Uh, there was another Norfolk Southern train derailed in North Carolina uh, on Saturday morning, and it was only one you know, truck of one car that came off the rail, so nothing flopped over and nothing uh, you know, really bad happened. And at the time, it was said there was no toxic chemicals on that particular train. Now they've kind of backed off and said, well, we're not going to tell you what was on that train's cargo. And it's all very, very hush-hush and secret. Uh, but again, as we reported yesterday, railroads are under no obligation to notify uh, towns and communities when they're sending these trains with these highly toxic compounds through on the rail system. And um, we know that uh, one of the reasons the EPA took over the cleanup from Norfolk Southern is that Norfolk Southern was sending off some of this uh, cleaned up toxic material to uh, toxic waste disposal plants in Texas, and I think the other state was Wisconsin, without notifying the state authorities, which really got them angry. Now we're hearing that more of that toxic uh, waste from the Ohio uh, derailment is going to three toxic waste facilities in Ohio and one here in Indiana, and they didn't say exactly where in Indiana that was going to be. Now, I did a quick search and found out that all the uh, facilities that are licensed to deal with toxic waste are up by Indianapolis, which is the other end of the state. But I'm not very happy that that stuff is being brought in here, uh, particularly considering what happened to that town in Missouri. So, uh, anyway, in other politics, okay... Uh, Greg Craig, a lawyer who served the Obama and Clinton administrations, is saying if Joe Biden is going to run in 2024 and have a chance at re-election, he needs to replace Kamala Harris. And uh, so this uh, uh, Greg Craig is saying Biden must deal with the succession problem. And Kamala Harris is just very, very unpopular. And, uh, well, so is Biden here. But uh, I, I, I can understand why a lot of uh, Democrats really don't want Biden on the ticket in 2024 because it's going to take so much election fraud to get him back in the White House that, you know, we're all looking for that now. We're all looking for signs of election fraud here. And one of the issues that has come on up for Kamala Harris uh, that is irking the Democrats and the liberals, it turns out that one of her ancestors was a slave owner. Okay, Kamala Harris is the descendant of an Irishman who owned a slave plantation in Jamaica. And uh, so I now, you know, oh, you know, you're going to have to pay reparations here because you come from slaveholders and so forth and so on. All righty. Now, Joe Biden has been saying all along that he knew nothing at all of his son's business dealing, but more and more information is coming on out saying that that's exactly you know, the, the opposite. Uh, and uh, a lot of documents were uncovered from Hunter Biden's infamous laptop. And uh, according to the documents, uh, yeah, one of uh, Hunter's business connections uh, was Joe Biden's close confidant. And uh, so uh, it's, uh, uh, it, it's really kind of getting there. And back in 2014, 
Hunter Biden admitted that his longtime business partner was a close confidant and counsel to then Vice President Joe Biden. And this, again, was found in an email uh, on the laptop. Now, there is uh, another whistleblower, Gal Luft. He's co-director of the Washington-based Institute for the Analysis of Global Security, says he is getting ready to reveal explosive information on the Biden crime family after being arrested on what appear to be trumped-up charges to try and silence him. Now, Luft was an advisor to CEFC China Energy. This is a business conglomerate with very close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. CEFC Energy paid Hunter Biden $6 million in 2017 alone to secure energy deals in the United States, according to the Washington Free Beacon. And so I hope he stays out of Fort Marcy Park. All right, there is a big scandal brewing down in Arizona. The corporate media is ignoring it. The online shills are all over social media trying to ridicule it. Uh, but uh, at the Joint Senate and House Elections Committee hearing last Thursday, uh, Jacqueline Breger accused uh, Katie Hobbs and several of the Maricopa County supervisors, 12 Maricopa County Superior Court judges, and even the mayor of Mesa of accepting bribes from the Sinaloa drug court cartel in the form of money laundered through a housing deed scam. And she also accused various Arizona legislators themselves of being on the take. And this kind of corruption uh, we have not seen since Prohibition. You know, when banning alcohol made alcohol incredibly valuable and there was so much money, it literally reshaped the government to suit the needs of the uh, gangsters. And, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, uh, so-called political families in this country uh, began back during Prohibition. All right, getting on over to uh, Dilbert, specifically Scott Adams. Uh, the uh, cancel culture crowd is out for him. They're out for blood. And they're angry that uh, he basically uh, expressed dismay over a Rasmussen poll showing that an ultra-minority of African Americans, 47%, do not think it's okay to be white, and therefore insisting that white people should consider moving away from them. No violence, no armed revolt, no supremacy, this or that, no racial slurs, you know, just consider moving away. And everybody is like on uh, Scott's uh, case. Uh, all of his magazines that carry Dilbert have now canceled it. Uh, you can subscribe to Dilbert Cartoons over at his website there. And uh, I can understand why the liberals are upset, because if all the white people move away, who's going to pay for the reparations? Okay. Uh, Interesting little story. This came on out from Odyssey. The media is too busy attacking Scott Adams to cover nine kids shot at a gas station. And, uh, yeah, the media seems to have uh, overlooked this one. And this is the same media that, you know, makes a big deal out of any mass shooting to push the gun grabber agenda. And we've got to, you know, we've got to take the guns away. These things must stop. So, anyway... Uh, there was this 35-year-old and a 15-year-old were arrested for shooting nine children at a Georgia gas station 10 days ago. Why have you not heard about it? Well, because it turns out the shooter is black. And this completely contradicts uh, that uh, the narrative of white supremacist violence versus black victimization. And that's why you don't hear about these things. By the way, there was another very horrible shooting uh, took place up in New York where uh, a black man shot a homeless person and just stood there and reloaded and shot them again. And the bystander caught it on video. It's all over social media. Now, Elon Musk is launching a new effort to fight against woke artificial intelligence, and he thinks this is one of the top threats facing mankind. Uh, Joe Biden is all in favor of AI being forced to be woke, you know, to keep all of us people in line here. Uh, but I have a problem with that. The whole idea of artificial intelligence is a new tool to find solutions to our problems. And if you basically chain it to a certain political philosophy, then it's really going to be kind of useless 
because everything that's going to come out of it is all going to be liberal agenda regurgitated and running through the computer. Oh, see, the computer says we should do this. Well, programmers know what's, uh, what's called the Geigo law. Garbage in, garbage out. And if you have a woke computer system, everything coming out of it is going to be garbage. And uh, I learned that playing with the chat GPT uh, interface. <clears throat> it is very woke. It's very liberal. And uh, that bias is very, very obvious. Now, the House Foreign Affairs Committee is reportedly planning to push a bill in the coming weeks that will give Joe Biden the authority to ban the use of China's TikTok in the United States. Now, I am all for free speech. And, uh, of course, from uh, the government's point of view, they're saying China is spying on Americans with TikTok. Uh, but, you know, some of the stuff that comes out on TikTok, you really have to scratch your head. Like the recent one about here's how to steal uh, Hyundai and uh, Kia automobiles and a lot of other really goofball challenges coming on out and uh, being done by people who want their 15 seconds of fame on the platform. And, uh, you know, I'm a tremendous you know, supporter of the First Amendment, right to freedom of speech. But coupled with that has to be a sense of responsibility that what you're saying, you know, is not going to cause damage to other people. I mean, except for the emotional damage, everybody's going to scream that everything that you're saying hurts them. They're feeling so bad over what you said. Well, you know, you can't have freedom of speech in an offense-free society. It is impossible. But, you know, putting out things like, you know, the Tide Pod Challenge, and other stuff like that, that really, you know, I wish people would be a little more careful. I, I'm not calling for government dictatorship here, uh, but please, you know, develop a sense of common sense. And, uh, you know, say, just before you hit that send button, you know, is this something that somebody in you'd want somebody in your own family to be looking at? And, uh, of course, unfortunately, the liberal agenda is that everything is permitted, LGBTQ, dancing in the streets, naked, whatever, and that kind of... uh, that kind of um, idea that everything is now permitted has pervaded our entire society. Getting on to COVID, uh, there is still uh, a fallout from uh, the uh, report admitting that the Chinese coronavirus most likely originated from a lab leak at Wuhan. And uh, Anthony Fauci is refusing to comment on the new report. Uh, apparently, according to the New York Post, Fauci was spotted by reporters outside his home uh, but did not offer any comment after the U.S. Department of Energy released its report Sunday confirming the most likely explanation for COVID was not by natural formation but the result of experiments uh, at the Wuhan Institute of Virology that escaped containment. And Stephen Colbert, who I used to like, uh, you know, went on out there and started ranting and raving about how the Department of Energy is not qualified to look at issues of biology and disease, forgetting that the FBI has also come to the same conclusion regarding uh, the COVID orange, uh, origin. And uh, Stephen Colbert is being raked over the coals on social media, as he so richly deserves. Now, one of the reasons they're trying to make this whole COVID-Wuhan link go away is not because of China but because the U.S. was paying for those experiments being done at Wuhan, not to mention all those biological warfare labs in Ukraine. And Elon Musk has come on out accusing Dr. Fauci of funding this research at the Wuhan China lab, okay, and sort of laundering it uh, by uh, using a pass-through organization, uh, the, uh, let's see, it was the uh, Echo Health, uh, and yeah, Fauci gave the money to Echo Health. Echo Health sent it over to China, and China cooked up um, whatever it was that Fauci wanted to have. Now, one of the things we're always hearing is, you know, we've got to fight misinformation. And of course, the government and the media always presumed to know was misinformation, and usually it's stuff that would embarrass them. Uh, but it turns out the CDC has been caught spreading misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine safety monitoring. And uh, a top CDC official gave false information about COVID-19 vaccine safety monitoring to the agency's vaccine advisory panel. Okay, we got to take a break for commercials. and We'll be right back.
Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. I say all or nothing for Ukraine. I'm Peter Serafine with this week's Liberty Minute brought to you by Right to Bear Insurance. If you own a firearm, you need to use code Lighthouse at protectwithbear.com just in case you ever need to use your firearm. The war in Ukraine started one year and two days ago. Let's reflect a little. The U.S. wasn't going to send tanks because that would cause World War III. Now we are sending tanks, but they're not going to get there for over a year. So the U.S. federal government intends to send money and other support for at least another year. Over 113 billion U.S. dollars have already been sent to the Ukraine. That's over $900 per taxpayer. How much of that money and how many lives have been lost because of our gradual support? We should have either been all in with everything that Ukraine needs from day one, or we should have stayed out entirely. Russia is famous for winning wars of attrition. Thousands or millions more will die. Western support needs to be aimed at winning or just give up. All or nothing. Either way, it will be cheaper financially and cost far fewer lives. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time. See this Pashem Parabellum. For the first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both Internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3, for details. Out all their credit cards. Some are working two jobs and living in cars. Minimum wage won't pay for a roof, won't pay for a drink. If you gotta have proof, just try it yourself, Mr. CEO. See how far 515 an hour will go. Take a part time job at one of your stores. I bet you can't make it here And welcome back to our show here. We're talking about COVID, and we're talking about a top official at the CDC, uh, Dr. Tom Shimabukuro. Uh, He's the director of CDC's Immunization Safety Office, and he was testifying before the agency's vaccine advisory panel and uh, basically came on out uh, with updates to the safety signal for ischemic stroke following the Pfizer bivalent booster vaccination that CDC officials detected in one of the agency's monitoring systems. And uh, after sharing the updates, Shimabukuro made the statement, no safety signals were detected for ischemic stroke for the primary series or monovalent boosters for Pfizer or Moderna COVID-19 vaccines in U.S. and global monitoring. That is not true. The CDC itself identified ischemic stroke as a safety signal following Moderna and Pfizer vaccination after analyzing reports to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which the agency co-manages. All righty. And, uh, you know, there's still people out there trying to push this whole mask nonsense, even though, you know, it's been admitted they really didn't help at all. 
uh, when they, they started saying everybody's got to wear a mask. I said, this is the kind of thing government will do to make it look like it's doing something when it really is not able to deal with the situation. And I've always said, you know, these masks, you know, it's like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. So over at George Washington University, uh, they had this professor uh, let's see, Dr. Amy Tan is a clinical associate professor at palliative care and family practice at UBC's Faculty of Medicine and an adjunct professor at the University of Calgary. And she came on out with a comment saying that maskless people are racist, ableist, and classist. And I don't think she understands that with that statement, she has revealed that this whole masking situation was never about medicine, but about politics and about control. All righty, let's get to the international news. Things are not looking very good over there. Uh, Putin is ordering the Ukraine border tightening uh, as uh, drones hit Russia. Ukraine has uncorked uh, a lot of drones against Russia. One of them hit a petroleum storage uh, facility. And... Uh, Apparently, one drone crashed just 60 miles from Moscow. Uh, the drones caused no injuries, but raised questions about the Kremlin's security more than a year after Russia's special military operation. Moscow blamed Kiev for the attacks. Ukrainian officials did not immediately claim responsibility, but they avoided directly acknowledging responsibility for past strikes and sabotage while emphasizing Ukraine's right to hit any target in Russia, which could be be construed as a declaration uh, of war. All righty, now there is a former uh, Marine, retired Marine, uh, fighting in Ukraine as a mercenary, and he told ABC News the front lines are a meat grinder where the Ukrainian soldiers are surviving an average of just four hours. Okay, now Troy Offenbecker is fighting alongside Ukrainian forces in the Donbass region. Uh, Moscow and Kiev have been battling around Bakhmut for several months. Uh, Russia's forces continue slowly to make uh, gains. Germany estimated Kiev was losing a three-digit number of soldiers every single day. And... Uh, uh, you know, uh, at the time, the White House believed President Zelensky was committing too many lives and resources to defend the city. Now, what this terrible performance and, and, and horrible bloodshed is demonstrating that all the money and weapons in the world won't matter if the soldiers are not properly trained to use them and if their commanders are not deploying them, uh, you know, effectively and safely. Uh, it is a meat grinder. And uh, apparently things are now getting so bad in uh, Ukraine uh, that uh, Zelensky has ordered a ban on all military-aged men from leaving the country, saying that, you know, otherwise they're going to run away. Well, gee, wouldn't you? You know, and he said, uh, fleeing the draft means wanting the country to be destroyed. And... Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're basically, uh, you know, closing the borders. And if you're of military age, uh, you've got to sign on up. Meanwhile, uh, Ukrainian military says Russia is increasing the number of troops in the east. Uh, there, this may be another mobilization that's going on. And uh, uh, they are locked in fierce combat to the east and northeast. Uh, and uh, it, it's... It's a full-on war. Let's not kid ourselves. It is a full-on war. Ukraine says that fighting in the eastern mining town uh, in Bakhmut is becoming more and more difficult. The situation is becoming more complicated. He said Russian forces are constantly destroying everything that can be used to protect our positions. Now, in uh, return, Russia has destroyed uh, Ukraine's main intelligence center that all the uh, analysis was going through, so that turned out uh, the lights over there. Uh, and uh, then, uh, meanwhile, up in the city of St. Petersburg, earlier today, they closed their airspace and grounded all planes. Apparently, there was an unknown aircraft that would launch fighters up, and uh, so it's getting tense over there. we got to take a break for commercials. We'll be right back.
You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic because we're still here i'm not taking the vaccine Thank you bill gates there was a way forward still on january 6th what needed to be done is to object to every single state the covid 19 virus was the setup the vaccine could very well be the bioweapon the patrick and jeremy show Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. February is Heart Month. Every year for the month of February, to show our appreciation to Extendivite's faithful customers, we have a sale. If you would like to try Extendivite, now is the time to get a few months ahead and really give Extendivite the time to show you how it works. Most of Extendivite's long-term customers wait for this sale to stock up. People and doctors tell us about the unbelievable improvements that they have experienced in their overall health, not just the heart. Extendivite wants you to experience the power of these herbs. Get a four-month supply for only $115 for either the capsules or tincture. Please take advantage of this once-per-year sale and get healthy for life. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendovite. We are living in dangerous days. And I am frightened by what you say. It chills right to the core. This talk of holy. Welcome back to our show here, and I need to issue a correction uh, uh, when I was talking about uh, this black individual shooting a homeless person execution style. That was not New York. That was uh, St. Louis, and uh, the suspect has been arrested here. Now, getting on back to the international news, uh, over on The Sun, which is kind of a tabloid in uh, the United Kingdom here. Uh, They had a story, uh, the headline is, Hell Unleashed Inside Russia's Biggest Nuke Test That Was Large Enough to Kill Six Million People As Putin Warned to Step Back from the Brink of World War III. Sixty years ago, Russia unleashed hell on the world, a doomsday megabomb that could flatten a city and kill millions, blah, 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 and they go on to it. And uh, it was a very big bomb, but, uh, you know, we interrupt this fear Uh, to bring you a few facts. First of all, it was the Soviet Union that built the Tsar bomb, uh, not the uh, Russian republics. There was only ever one 
It was designed for a 100 megaton yield, but they dialed it back to 50 megatons for the one and only test. It was intended as a message as to what the USSR could do, but it was never put into production. And Russia today does not possess any such weapons. You're just, you know, trying to get you. Oh, Russia's going to get us. Russia's going to get us here. All right. There is something going on in Transnistria and uh, Moldova. And uh, there's a story coming out of Antebellum's uh, over at WordPress. Invoking NATO, the Ukraine military is threatening Russia over Transnistria. And, uh, you know, landing of Russian troops in Transnistria is impossible. Ukraine would never allow Russian aircraft to cross its airspace. Uh, but we're all of a sudden seeing all this talk about this part of the world. And what I think may be going on, and this is just a theory and I can't prove it, uh, but I think NATO is getting ready to open a second front against Russia uh, down there in that part of the world. And, of course, the instant they do that, everybody's going to know that this war was never about Ukraine. It's just about getting those, you know, got to, got to get them Ruskies. we got to get them Ruskies now here. All righty. Now, we're hearing in the media about how, uh, you know, everybody's angry with Putin and his people are turning against him. And as usual, um, uh, it's it's more propaganda. Right now, uh, Putin's approval rating is over 80 percent. You know, Biden can only dream of that kind of approval rating here. But Zelensky, okay, is in serious trouble. He is, you know, politically vulnerable right now. And uh, the uh, Ukrainian people are suffering greatly under Zelensky. Uh, they've got the draft. Half the country's landmass is now exposed to the horrors and bombardment of an indefinite war footing. And uh, uh, so it is entirely possible that Zelensky may find himself removed from power or even worse, assassinated. Now, Joe Biden... It continues to show signs of his mental deficiencies here. Uh, he was out there, uh, you know, speechifying about Russia's unprecedented and unprovoked attack on Ukraine. That's a lie. It was provoked starting back in 2014. And uh, Biden said that since World War II, no country had invaded another sovereign nation with 100,000 troops. Okay. Uh, Biden insisted on that. And he's completely wrong. It has happened on numerous occasions, most often by the United States, including Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, the second time in Iraq. And Joe Biden himself voted for the last two. But he just can't seem to remember these little tiny details, you know, and so forth and so on. Well, now Germany is jumping on the bandwagon, demanding a full investigation into the Nord Stream explosion. I'm not surprised. They owned half of Nord Stream 1. And, of course, their economy has suffered greatly with the uh, uh, cessation of uh, cheap gas coming down from Russia. So uh, that makes uh, two of the uh, European nations, Germany and Hungary, saying, yeah, we need an independent investigation to find out how the heck we wound up in this terrible mess. All right. Now, Beijing came up with a 12-part plan uh, to bring peace to the region. And, of course, the West immediately rejected it. Uh, it's complete nonsense that it could work. And they don't seem to understand that by rejecting China's peace plan, the West is pushing Beijing closer to Russia. And, you know, we do not want to take both those countries on at the same time. They are both nuclear powers. Okay? And uh, it's ridiculous here. Uh, the points of proposal were... Respecting the sovereignty of all countries, can't argue with that. Abandon the Cold War mentality, really can't argue with that one. Ceasing hostilities, that would be a good idea. Resuming peace talks, another good idea. Resolving the humanitarian crisis, also a good idea. Protecting civilians and prisoners of war, which is supposed to be protected by the Geneva Conventions. Uh, keeping nuclear power plants safe, a uh, good idea. We don't need those things uh, uh, blowing up. <clears throat> Reducing strategic risks, facilitating grain exports, stopping unilateral sanctions, keeping industrial and supply chains stable, and promoting post-conflict reconstruction. I don't know about you, but it sounds like a pretty good idea to me. 
you know. And uh, Hungary uh, does support China's peace plan. They think it's a good idea. Okay. Now, we have been seeing uh, all kinds of protests against the war, uh, a lot of them taking place in places like uh, Italy and uh, uh, all, all over Europe. It's happening. We're starting to see protests here in the United States being ignored by our corporate media here. But there's an article over at the theoriginalantiwar.com saying that the anti-war movement is roaring back to life. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's long overdue. We need to be out there in the streets, uh, you know, uh, confronting our politicians and just saying, no, we're not going to go along with this, okay? Uh, we don't see there is any kind of a moral necessity to this war. It's certainly not benefiting our country. Yeah, it benefits the uh, defense contractors and uh, all the politicians and the people who are already rich get richer, uh, but it's not a good idea for the ordinary people of the uh, country here. Now, something has happened over at the Minnow Air Force Base. Uh, this is up in North Dakota. They're in charge of the nuclear missiles and bombers. And all of a sudden, the Air Force has relieved two commanders and four leaders uh, at this base and replaced them. Uh, there has been no explanation for why this was being done. Uh, I, uh, there's other than saying there's a, a lack of confidence in them. I'm wondering if we're starting to see some of these top commanders realize how close we are to a real nuclear war. And, uh, you know, while it's always fun to talk about in a theoretical sense, maybe the fact that it might actually happen is giving some people pause. And uh, obviously the military is going to want to kick those people out and bring in people who've never seen Dr. Strangelove. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Pentagon and State Department at, are at war with an official U.S. government auditor refusing to cooperate with a probe of how 20 years of missteps by top Washington brass led to Afghanistan being ceded to the Taliban despite $90 billion in U.S. funds. $8 billion of which in weapons was simply abandoned to the Taliban and is now percolating through that part of the world. All righty. Now, down in Nigeria, they're trying to have elections, and they are seeing the same kind of problems we're seeing here in the United States of America. Machines are broken, long lines, uh, you know, funny ballots that don't seem to work, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. And you're wondering, you know, how could this be a problem down there? Well, would you like to take a guess who is overseeing the elections in Nigeria? It's Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, you know, who was out there targeting rules, restricting mail-in ballots and absentee ballots, is now down in Nigeria overseeing their election. No wonder they're having problems there. All right. Israel is really heating up. Uh, uh, apparently, Israeli settlers are taking revenge. We don't know what for, uh, but they rampaged through towns in the area on Sunday evening, uh, supposedly in revenge after two Israelis were killed. Uh, they were burning and attacking Palestinian homes and property for hour. One Palestinian was killed. Nearly 400 were wounded, and in the, uh, apparently cars were being set on fire uh, by the settlers. Uh, this has triggered more international outcry. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, apparently a lot of this violence took place at Huara, and uh, it was just, you know, it, it's, it's really getting out of control there. And Israel's new government is, is out there. They're saying, we, you know, we want to crush the Palestinians one by one. And the, that's part of the problem, because Israel's leaders are stoking the flames by lauding the settler attacks. They're, they're cheering them on, saying, yes, go in on there and just get those Palestinians. Uh, you know, we need to get them out of there. So functionally, Israel has quietly annexed the West Bank for all intents and purposes. And, of course, the United States says absolutely nothing about it. All righty. Down in Brazil, despite major pressure from the United States of America, uh, they have permitted a flotilla of Iranian naval ships to berth in Rio de Janeiro. And uh, I'm sure the uh, Iranians are going to have an interesting cultural experience in Rio de Janeiro. Iran doesn't really have that much of a navy, so this is more symbolic than anything else. 
but, you know, Iran is sending a message in that, uh, you know, they're tired of being accused of being on the verge of launching a war, you know, when it's the West that has warships and aircraft, you know, all around Iran's borders. And so Iran is saying, well, you know, we're going to put our ships off your coast. How do you feel about that? And uh, it's a valid message here. All right, talking about the economic news, uh, there is another uh, automotive uh, factory, uh, a company, uh, Stellantis, has announced that they would be idling their plant in Belvedere, Illinois, effectively uh, laying off 1,350 employees. Uh, This factory was the economic engine for the town of Belvedere since the 1960s, and uh, you, you know, there. Everyone's saying the town is just going to dry up and blow away, yeah, because it w- it was a one product town, and that product is now gone. Okay, now a bipartisan group of senators led by Angus King and Bill Cassidy uh, wants to raise the retirement age to seventy as part of their overhaul of Social Security. And uh, we know that Social Security is broke because uh, various administrations, most notably that of Bill Clinton, have been dipping into that fund. That's where Bill Clinton got his magic federal budget surplus. Remember, he was back back there saying, it's the economy, stupid. We're doing really good there. And he was doing it by effectively embezzling the money of the American worker. And so now that uh, that fund, uh, which had been built up to deal with the baby boomers, uh, is now rapidly dwindling. And so now they want to solve the problem uh, by raising retirement age to about 70. And, uh, you know, combined with the fact that U.S. life expectancy, uh, you know, oh, they're going to save a bundle over there. You know, isn't that really good news for the economy? Meanwhile, while the uh, West struggles with all of these renewable energy uh, windmills that burst into flames, solar panels that only work when the sun is out and so forth, China is building new coal plants, uh, basically two new coal plants each week last year. They're going to have all the energy they need to remain a world-class manufacturing superpower. Now, getting on back to the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, Biden blew that up to prevent Russia from sending inexpensive gas to uh, Germany, to Europe, uh, in in the hope of basically keeping Europe from ever moving toward Russia during this time of war. You know, they they want Europe to say, uh, yes, uh, the the war in Ukraine is just and moral and good, and uh, keep sending us oil, and we will do as you tell us to do here. Well, uh, apparently uh, Russia has uh, found a workaround. They are now feeding uh, oil uh, to Poland, where it will be rerouted to Germany over the Transneft pipeline. So now Germany and Europe can avail themselves once again of low-cost, you know, uh, gas uh, from Russia. And, oh, look, Russia just blew up the Transneft pipeline, according to the official White House, so forth and so on. All righty. The Biden administration is now promising a crackdown on child labor after a report revealed how it has risen by nearly 70 percent in the last five years uh, amid the surge at the border. Yesterday, we were reporting that uh, a large percentage of those unaccompanied minors are basically being hired as slave wage laborers, uh, you know, by these Fortune 500 companies in violation of child labor laws. Uh, that's been a real black eye for the immigration issue. And so... Um, Biden is out there saying, well, we're going to do something. I don't think he will. You know, these Fortune 500 companies love having these uh, low-wage workers because then they can tell the high-wage workers, go pound sand. And, uh, uh, you know, Biden has clearly been working to keep that border open. He's not going to turn that around. He's not going to do anything to, to mess that up. Okay? This is all about, you know, worship of the money and the liberal agenda here. All righty. Out in California, there has been a seizure of enough fentanyl to kill 50 million people. It was seized by the Border Patrol in Southern California, and uh, they arrested three people and seized 232 pounds of fentanyl worth over $3 million. Okay, and uh, that is a serious situation. Now, obviously, it would be cut 
before being sold on the street uh, because if you overdose on fentanyl, well, then your drug pusher has lost a customer and they don't really want to do that here. All righty, over at Sequoia Capital, one of their executives, uh, Michael Moritz, is saying even Democrats like me are fed up with San Francisco. Uh, they're tired of the uh, uh, excrement and heroin needles uh, all over the place, and it's you know, Moritz is saying the city is crippled by homeless encampments and drug addicts. Then he turns around and blames conservatives for rubbing Democratic noses in that mess. You know, well, I think the Democrats' noses deserve to be rubbed in that mess because they made that mess. You know, to treat them like a puppy who's gone on the rug, you just rub their nose in it and throw them out back. All righty, we've got to take another break here, and uh, we'll be back with more news after these few words from our sponsors. Here we go. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed. But you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. Corporations, Wall Street and the banks rule our politicians. They don't deserve our thanks, then they tell us. The banks are too big to fail, 
And welcome back to our show here and uh, got more news here. Uh, We reported earlier on that man in St. Louis who just gunned down uh, a homeless person. And, uh, you know, the problem isn't the guns. It's the person holding the gun. Uh, Up in Seattle, there was an armed crook tried to rob a Seattle smoke shop and uh, shot one of the uh, owners. Uh, But it turned out the owner was also packing and uh, killed the would-be robber, so good for him. And, you know, we got to stop, you know, coddling criminals. And one of the interesting things is, um, uh, you know, uh, I think it's uh, um, Nicaragua has really cracked down on crime. They've built this gigantic prison. It's the largest in the world right now. And they're just taking all these gang members and putting them in there, and crime is dropping. And we're seeing all these, you know, media pundits in this country and the government say, oh, but they've got human rights. I'm sorry. When you commit a crime, you've lost your human rights, okay? And it's time to be sympathizing with the victims uh, and not worry about the perpetrators of these things. All right. Over the last couple of days, we've been reporting on how our educational system is failing our children. I mean, they're all out there with LGBTQ and drag queen stories. Hour and gender queer in the library and everything, but the academic performance is just not there. And uh, you know they're they're doing proficiency tests and they're coming up with like entire schools where they just don't come up to their grade level in math and reading. But by golly, they know all those gender pronouns correctly here. And uh, this uh, shocking study that found all these Chicago schools uh, in such terrible shape uh, has triggered a reaction. Chicago, uh, uh, one of the Democrats up in Chicago is saying, well, we've got to get rid of proficiency reports. Okay, we, you know, we don't need to know how well the schools are doing as long as they're, they're out there pushing critical race theory and uh, gender choice and so forth and so on. Uh, now, um, basically over in Iowa, uh, Governor Kim Reynolds recently signed the nation's third publicly funded education choice program for all K-12 students. This is after West Virginia and Arizona, and hopefully more states are going to follow. And what this does basically is uh, if you choose to take your child out of the public school system and go to a private school, you will get a voucher uh, representing that portion of your property taxes that would have gone to the public school in order to offset the costs of the private school. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I think it's a good deal. I mean, uh, the uh, state's per pupil spending is about 7600 annually. Uh, private school tuition is about 9200 If I were a parent, I would say, yeah, I'll pay that extra $2,000 uh, so that my kids are learning to read, calculate, think uh, critically, analyze, and actually be able to use their brains here. All righty. Biden uh, tried to uh, accuse DeSantis of spreading misinformation and slander about the AP African American Studies course, uh, and it sort of backfired on him. Okay, we're at the end of this hour. We're going to take a break for station identification. Uh, We're going to open up the phone lines, 512-248-8252, and we will be right back. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Reb's gun and leather shop. 
That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.